Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Greetings and welcome to Political Pursuits, the panel once again today. This is Luann Anderson. I am happy to be here with you, and I am also equally happy to have a couple of my buddies along the way. I've got Lynn Woolley from Planet Logic here, as well as a special guest, John Perry, who is a member of the Bell County Citizens for Preservation of Veterans Memorials, and I must say is probably the one individual in my life that knows more about the Civil War and a lot of Southern history than probably anybody else. Con Tatum from Common Sense with Con is going to be dropping in here at a point, and so we'll look forward to adding him to the, uh, the conversation. But meanwhile, guys, statues... In fact, I am calling this this particular podcast Statuary Defense. <laughs> because I think we need it. Who was it? Uh, George Santayana or whoever who said that about, you know, those who forget history are doomed to repeat yep. it. Well, they go and start taking down all these statues. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of like, maybe we need to have a plaque, that Santayana plaque that needs to go up at the site of every location where they take one of these things down, just reminding these Delberts that be careful what you do. Be careful what you ask for. So, John, thoughts on that? I've got another quote for you, Lynn. Um, It's by uh, Nehru, and he said... The guy that did the jacket? (laughs) Yes. Still in style, isn't he? said, you don't change the course of history by turning the faces of portraits to the wall. I'm just wondering what's next. Now, we know that the eyes of Texas at UT is in trouble. And we know that Peter Hansborough Bell, who is the namesake of Bell County in Belton, Texas, he's in trouble because he was friends with Sam Houston and Jefferson Davis. Have you guys listened to any of your Chicks albums lately or your Lady A albums? And I wonder about the bangles. Walk like an Egyptian? <laughs> can we do, can we play that anymore? I mean, we're going to have to walk around with a handbook of what we can and can't say, what we can and can't wear, where we can and can't go, that's all approved by by whom black lives matter but it's going to also have to be digital because it changes so often but i think it's a great idea lynn because i think we can make some money at this if we develop a playbook that we've got that we can use and we'll know exactly what we can say and what we can't say because isn't that the purpose 
control line, yeah. control our uh, uh, thoughts and sayings. It's going to say you can't do nothing, no time. Unless we say so. Mm-hmm. And we're subject to changing our minds. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking a lot about the Martin Luther King Jr. statue that's on the Washington Mall. And just thinking, you know, not only was he a known philanderer, but he was a known communist sympathizer. Now, he did some great things. But in today's climate, doesn't doing great things mean nothing if you've ever done anything wrong? And there's only two people that have been perfect in this life that I know of, and that's Jesus Christ and Tom Landry. That kind of brings me to the point of, of maybe what this is all about. What we're trying to do today is judge the people in the past, for example, the people in the 1800s during the Civil War period, and we're judging them based on the standards of today, which are obviously very different. Slavery is an absurd thought today, but guess what? In the 1800s, prior to the Emancipation Proclamation, it was a legal institution, and you could own slaves. So just because someone was a slave owner doing something legal back then, do we judge them by 21st century standards? Well, and, you know, you look at some of the people from that era, and you think, were these people of good moral character? People like, for example, Robert E. Lee, who I believe you know more about Robert E. Lee than anybody in the world, except Mrs. Robert E. Lee, and she may not be still alive. But uh, I believe he freed his slaves, did he not? Yes. All right. And so I think that Robert E. Lee had characteristics and traits that would be perfectly wonderful for people in this time period to adopt. But you're right. He lived in another time. Moral standards were different. Things were different then. People didn't think like they do now. And to try to attribute the morality of this time to that time retroactively there's not going to be any national heroes left nobody can stand up to that and was it robert e lee was he not the one who also educated his slaves taught them how to read and write one of the one of the leaders i don't think in this particular case it was lee but but if you read the the writings of robert e lee you you'll be able to judge for yourself what kind of a human being he was and he was indeed a very strong christian a very strong believer in in doing the right thing and he exemplifies what a real leader is all about just read his writings and you'll see for yourself well, and there's so many schools named Robert E. Lee. We know that there's a major school in Midland, very famous football factory school there, Lee High School. There was one in Austin. I think they've already tossed that, that name out. Elementary if school. I, if I'm not mistaken, Lou Ann Anderson's high school, Reagan. Correct. And that wasn't Ronald Reagan High. No, that, that was, was John, John H. H. Well, you and I both went to John H. Reagan's school. You went to the high school in Austin. I went to the elementary school in Temple that's now part of St. Mary's Catholic. Went there for six years. It was Reagan's school, and it was named after John H. Reagan, and there was a picture of him in the auditorium, a big frame picture. I wonder whatever happened to that. But we're going to start naming schools Southside Elementary. My daughter, my daughter went to Canyon Vista Middle School. You just can't get mad at a Canyon Vista. Unless somebody comes in and starts trying to strip mine it or something. But can we have no heroes? 
Or are heroes going to be Martin Luther King and who else? Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Yeah, maybe so. But historical figures are not allowed to be American heroes anymore. And even the flag now is being considered racist by people like Colin Kaepernick, whom all 32, 34, however many NFL teams are not interested in right at the moment. It's based on talent, Lynn. supposed to be based on talent. Uh, You're talking about Malcolm X. Malcolm X said, history is a people's memory, and without a memory, man is demoted to the lower animals. That's Malcolm X speaking. Even Malcolm X realized the importance of history. Well, isn't it to the advantage of a group like Black Lives Matter to remember history? I mean, if we're not going to remember history, who's going to remember slavery? Exactly. Who's going to remember Jim Crow? And if you don't remember those things, again, are you not positioning yourself to be doomed to repeat it? And that's, you know, to me, what is so frightening when you see the desire of all of these people to wipe out not even just the, the, the figuring, you know, the, the, the tangible, the physical things, but also to wipe away those memories, wipe away that knowledge. Think about it. Can you name three groups that want to destroy priceless, valuable artifacts? I'll go with Black Lives Matter. Is doing it right now. The, the Before Taliban. Them, the Taliban, the Taliban tore down did a good job all those in all those religious, you know, early. I don't know what kind they were. The, the ISIS went in and did the same thing. Carving, yeah, it was like these carvings up in the rocks and priceless. everything. And yeah, I don't understand the religious significance of them. I don't. I don't know who did it and if they used people that they oppressed to, you know, have have built them, constructed them. But they certainly were beautiful works of art. And I can't even imagine how breathtaking they probably were standing there in front of them because just watching them on a TV screen, they were just incredible. And, yeah, they're gone forever. If we have to tear down monuments to people that were not good people, that did bad things, I thought about that while I was standing in front of the Clinton Library about two weeks ago and thinking of the things Bill Clinton did. And this is... A, truly a monument, three or four times the size of, of W's library. And W, don't get me started on him. He hasn't turned out to be much in retrospect and gave us John Roberts, who hasn't turned out to be much in retrospect. If you heard the news this morning, yes. Well, and we were sitting out by the pool the other day, and I had my playlist on of just kind of my chill music of a lot of my favorite songs. You're so privileged. I, I am. Indeed, I, I'm sorry it's showing. I try to keep it. I try to keep it under wraps. I got to work on that. But anyway, John said, "You know, you really are a racist because all of a sudden I realized we were listening to Liza Minnelli singing Mammy." Oh no! Now the fact that it goes, the sun you're, you're admitting that publicly. I know, I know. The sun shines east. The sun shines west. I know where the sun shines best with my mammy. It's a song expressing love and affection. But it's racist. What about Gone with the Wind? I mean, I, I tried to buy it on Amazon the other day before it completely disappears, but it's pretty pricey right now. If you want a copy of Gone with the Wind, you've got to shell out some dollars that have in God we trust on them. And what we lose when we lose Gone with the Wind is the first African-American yes. actress who wins an, uh, uh, an Oscar award. 
people overlook that. Right. A magnificent talent, and she was honored by, by the Academy of Motion Pictures for her performance. And today when they honor people, they're going in saying, oh, the Academy is too white. we got to find us some blacks to put on this list of nominees so that we can appear woke like, you know, our cultural elite brethren want us to be. This woman won it because of talent. Pure talent. Well, yes. there's a certain thing in movies known as a period piece. You go back and you recreate a period. I'll give you a perfect example of a movie I loved, and I typically despise superhero movies. I love superheroes. I just don't think they, the movies are, are very well done. The Wonder Woman movie was great with Gal Gadot. She's an abject liberal. But the movie recreated World War I. Right. And it was, it, the, I've seen it two or three times now, and I never get tired of seeing that movie. Dawn of Justice, Superman versus Batman, you can have all my copies of that. But this, this movie recreated World War I. Can we not do period movies anymore where we go back and we recreate things as they were? Or do we have to sanitize them and recreate them as Black Lives Matter wishes they had been? Well, and then, you know, this conversation is, is more about what's happening here domestically. But now we also, just with regard to movies, and I don't want to digress into this too much, but we also have another entity that's putting their little nose into the content of, like, the movies, and that's China. Because it's also, oh, we have to make sure we stay politically correct and not do anything to offend the Chinese government and maybe look, making them out to be the oppressive, you know, freedom-strickening entity that they are. Uh, they just gave us COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, <so> China. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, China. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> That's right. They did it right, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, I think it's, I mean, it, it's just, it's interesting because we watched all of this, I mean, this has been brewing. You, the three of us talking about the statue issue, this is nothing new. We've talked about it a number of times over years. But this latest round of things really kicked off, what was the date, May 25th, when that horrible policeman up there in Minneapolis put his knee on George Floyd's neck, and there in front of the camera, staring into the ca camera, as cold-blooded as I yeah. think a person ever could, basically took that man to his death yeah, it was a tragic murder That's yes what it was. absolutely absolutely and i don't know anyone who would dispute that or characterize it any differently but that's what kicked this off and now while there is a legitimacy in talking about how police and yes the black community although we have another friend who's white as can be and he's had some pretty injustice um interactions with with local police as well so it's not always just a a black type issue but liberty tabletop is america's flatware company the only flatware that's manufactured in the u.s of a there are over 38 patterns to choose from like a couple of patterns and you can't decide you can order a sample of each and check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code ben for 15 percent off all flatware just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with liberty tabletop flatware manufactured in the united states they make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed.
passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Nonetheless, now it's just gone into thing after thing after thing, and here we are back at the statues again. At first we could say, well, all this is happening in these liberal cities. And it has certainly, we've seen a lot of that from Seattle, Portland, L.A., uh, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, Madison, Wisconsin, all these places. But we also are now knowing that there is a trickle-down effect, and as this issue with the the statues has reared its head in our location, Bell County, before. It's back here now, and I think we're going to start seeing it in a lot of other locales as well. But do bad cops only go after black people? We know about the little boy in Cleveland, Tamir Rice. That was a tragedy, and bad cops did that. Killed a little boy just out playing with a toy gun. We know about Eric Garner in New York. And we know, of course, about George Floyd. How many people know about Tony Tempa? 2015, I believe it was. Tony Tempa was drugged up a little bit like George Floyd was drugged up. He had done something. It wasn't real bad, but it was something just kind of like George Floyd it was, was trying to pass a, a, a fake $20 bill. And from what I understand, it was an obvious fake $20 bill. So he knew what he was doing. And Tony Tempa did not want to be arrested, just like George Floyd didn't want to be arrested. And the police in Dallas put their feet on his neck and held him down. And he didn't say, I can't breathe. He kept saying over and over and over, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me over and over and over. And they laughed at him and he died on the spot. He happened to be a white guy. He had some mental problems, but he was, he was a white guy and there was no marches. And there were no, no protests. And there were no websites called Justice for Tony Tempa. There were no websites for Justice for, for, uh, for Jenny Garcia when an illegal alien who had already been deported once named David Diaz Morales killed her, raped her, and stabbed her repeatedly. There was no parades for Amber Rice when she was run over by drunken Mexican nationals. There was no parades, no websites for Kate Steinle. When she was killed by a guy that had been deported, what, six times? Something ridiculous. Five yeah. or six times. Yeah. And then in California, they let the guy off. Right. There's, there's all kinds of injustices going on. And I, I just think that we have to look at this from the standpoint of the American people. If there is injustice, let's fix it. But injustice fixing based on color of skin is not where we need to be going. Well, that whole Rashad Brown case in Atlanta. He fell asleep in the drive-thru at a jack-in-the-box. That was why the police were called. But for him falling asleep, that probably would never have happened. Well, they did call him. But for him being drunk, they might have just said, you know, Mr. Brown, are you, you know, wake up, go get your cup of coffee, and drive straight home. 
but for him then getting into an altercation with the police and what grabbing the guy's taser, it wouldn't have gotten more physical, but for a number of actions that he took and come to find out he was on parole and his arrest was likely going to take him back to prison. Now, does that make everything the cops did 100%, you know, um, correct? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. There's going to be lots of video, lots of angles, lots of witnesses, and so it's to be determined. But again, it's one of those tragic things. I'm not convinced that was what this guy up in Minneapolis was. It's not cut and dried like the Minneapolis case. And, and that now there's so many of those things that I think do have some gray areas to them. And we, while I can definitely come down critical of police, I also love having the police and love the fact that, you know, they provide and value the service they provide to our, to our civilization. And so it's, again, one of those be careful what you wish for. But don't you think, Luann, that every profession in the world has good people and a few bad apples? Absolutely. And the police are no different than any other profession. And we are unfortunately saw a very bad apple up in Minneapolis. And it cost uh, Mr. Floyd his life. Well, not podcasting. But uh, most professions, not sure. <laughs> you're not sure about podcasting. No, you know, it it seems to me that we are living in a woke society, and the woke society is emanating from colleges and universities. You guys may remember, I think Luann may have set me up with some of these interviews back in the old radio show days. Robert Jensen from the University of Texas is a journalism professor. He's now, I think, retired, but he had tenure. He taught the kids several things. One, that we live in a patriarchal society and that that's bad, and that men are bad. He hated the male sex, even though he was a male. The second thing he taught his kids was that capitalism was an unfair and bad system, and that capitalism needed to be destroyed, and we need to, I suppose, move in a socialist or communist government. Now, when you've got somebody that believes those things, and you multiply that by thousands of college professors... And I remember uh, this, this came from something John C. Perry once told me. I said, do I need Aflac? And John said, that's junk insurance. All right, if Aflac people, you're not going to get a sponsorship there now, Luanna. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry Thanks, about that. Lynn. That was John that, that, that said that. But, but there's certain academics. Some history may have been better forgotten. This is true. I have adopted that term, though, for academics. I call it junk academics. Yes. Feminist feminist theory. That's junk academics. Black studies. That's junk academics. Because they're teaching those kids grievances. That's what they're teaching them. And there's a guy, an administrator up at the University of Michigan right now, who's probably getting ready to lose his job because he is some administrator over the science school. And he wrote in some paper alluding to the fact that there are two genders. Oh, my word. And that they are different. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And he is, I think he got reprimanded or something like that, and that's not good enough. They want him out. And... This guy's probably going to lose his job. And that's the other thing, to your point about, yes, it's all these these 
professors, although I would also argue too, K through 12 is sowing those seeds and they're sowing those seeds real well. One of the cosmetic companies, and I'm not even going to venture a guess. I saw this last night, but that's a long time ago at my age. One of the cosmetics companies is recognizing Pride Month, and I would like to reclaim the word pride, but still, by featuring on its makeup ads the first transgender, queer, lesbian, I think, I think I'm saying this right. It was transgender and genderqueer. I remember those terms. And I saw this ad last night as their spokesmodel for this month. And it's I saw the picture. <laughs> Not pretty. Well, some of them are actually. Some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. There are there are some of the I mean, if you've ever been to a drag queen show, oh my god, there are some of those. Well, I read guys. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, and I think the 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 lady, I can't remember her last name. Uh, in that particular book was supposed to be one of the prettiest ladies you'll ever see, right, yes. but, but was a guy. Yes, yeah. Well, L'Oreal, the cosmetic company, they now are getting ready to remove whitening from any of their things, yes. which I have to admit that after I heard that, I was in my bathroom the other yesterday, and I noticed that I have a product in there that it says removes dark spots. So once again, my racism is showing because evidently well, it implies that dark spots are bad and you want to remove them, whereas whitening is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, how when these people, you know, they're dropping all their Facebook ads, there's a point that's almost kind of like, you know what, that's good. All right, let me get back to John Perry for a minute because there's so many lessons to be learned from this man. <laughs> back when I had the Be Logical website, which now is wbdaily.com, John submitted uh, an article called White Christmas. <laughs> you know you're guilty. White Christmas is racist. And he went, made the case. It was beautiful. And I ran it. I ran it. I ran it without comment. And John came to me and said, do your readers not realize this was satire? I don't think I'll ever live that one down. Thank you so very much. Lynn. I don't forget anything, John. It Christmas. was satire. Christmas is coming. Maybe it needs to have it be revisited. No, let's, for not, let's not resurrect that one. <laughs> but you be a hero now. I think I'll pass, but thank you very much. So you don't want Confederate history erased, but he is happy for I us want to the erase white Christmas <laughs> erased. Some people just don't get satire. This is true. Maybe it should be submitted to the Onion. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, we know from the Onion that Kim Jong Un, Un, however you say it, is the sexiest man on the planet. That doesn't deserve any comment. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the longest pause of but you know, silence we've had since we started. I put a little Facebook post up. I do this every now and then just to see if I can rouse anybody. And I said, if Black, Li- Black Lives Matters and some of the, you know, the squad, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. and uh, Rashid Talib and what's uh, Omar. And, and Alana Presley. Presley, yeah. They want a system that essentially already exists. And there's really no reason to mess with the United States because there's a lot of people here that like things the way they are. They're traditionalists. 
But they could go to Russia, China, Cuba, or Venezuela. And I imagine there's more that I've left out and already have the system. They could be miserable right now. They don't have to, to build that misery over a certain number of years. Because that's what I think socialism is. I think it's a two-tiered system where there are some government elites, and then there's the proletariat, which is commanded to be equally miserable. So I want to tell Mr. Perry right now, I only have one cow. And if you happen to own three cows, you got to give me one of your cows. Uh, good luck with that, Lynn. <laughs> you know, another advantage of moving to one of those countries you mentioned is there are no Confederate statues over there. None. <laughs> no reason to get mad. Blood pressure will drop right away. Yeah, and the, the best reason not to get mad is if you do, they take you out in the courtyard <laughs> with a firing squad. Or if you get mad and it gets so mad and you have stress and you get sick, there's no health care. You know, I want to bring something up and just get y'all's opinion on it, but we've seen major protests in two areas in recent months. One of those areas is the major urban areas, mostly in blue states, but certainly Texas is a red state, and Dallas and Austin, Houston, San Antonio have these protests, and even, even smaller towns like Temple and Belton. The other place where we've had the protests are in Hong Kong, and there's a, a very interesting contrast there. The people of Hong Kong are demanding freedom and an open expression without interference from their government. And the protesters in the United States, where we have open expression, is demanding an end to it. There was um, an article that I read last week about a guy who, I think he's like a graphic designer, who I don't think he was on staff. I think he just was like a contractor that worked, did some work for Panera Bread. And he was on some Reddit site or some some. Uh, you know, message board, chat board type thing. And there were some people talking about, I assume they were black. I don't know the race of this guy that was the Panera employee or Panera graphic designer. And they were talking about how that they wanted to basically kind of have a segregationist society and that blacks needed to have all this preferential treatment and all, all of this opportunity and things that whites would not have. And the guy just posed the question, and he said, well, tell me. He said, if when you feel so oppressed and put upon, and you feel that it's because white people were taking away opportunity from you, were oppressing you, were, were, were you know, just basically stifling your life, your livelihood, and that was a bad thing for them to be discriminating against you, now you are trying to acquire that power so that you can do the same thing to white people. Why was it bad when the white people were doing it to you, but it seems okay now that you think you might be able to take that over and inflict the same type of treatment Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts too. Flatware that can be packed 
passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. On others. He got so much backlash from this posting that somebody tracked down to find out who he was, found out that he had some affiliation, employment affiliation with Panera, and they went to Panera, and Panera fired him. Wow. I think that, you know, and who knows? I don't know. I don't know that the guy is black. He could be Asian. He could be white. I don't know. But he posed a question that here. A valid question. Yes. Here, you know, Mr. Secretary of Logic that's a logical question to ask. And, you know, there's nothing that was insinuating that it was done in a disrespectful or combative way. It's just... Well, look, I may be secretary of the Department of Logic, but I don't have very many people in my department. I got Luann. I got John. Well, because we like limited government. I got Shane, the professor, and Ben Barrick, and Jim Cardle, and a few people, but there's not very many people that are logical anymore. May I mention, because you talked about woke companies, something I am unmistakably tired of hearing from. I don't want any more emails I've got a whole collection of them about, oh, we support Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a domestic terrorist organization. But Disney may be the worst of all. There are two guys on radio and TV that stand out to me right now in their monologues. Rush, when he's in, and he was in today, and his his quick analysis of what John Roberts did with that abortion ruling was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant and with zero notice. It happened about five minutes before he came on the air. Brilliant. And when he's gone, and he's got advanced lung cancer, when he's gone, we're going to miss him. The other guy that I think is that good is Tucker Carlson, who is doing monologues on his show on Fox that mock our current leadership for its weakness. And I may be stepping on some toes here because you guys may like John Carter, our congressman. I think he's a waste of human flesh. I have no desire to ever have him represent me on anything. He's a small man. He's fat, but he's a small man, temperamental, huge temper, very self-centered, and he lies. And I know that personally. And in all these years, I wouldn't really call him... Accomplished? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What signature issue has he ever been heavily involved in? He avoids any controversy, and he's totally owned by lobbyists. And I wrote a column the other day to prove it. But Disney even goes beyond that. Disney has pulled all their commercials off Tucker Carlson's show. So we've got one guy telling the truth. Well, I think Hannity does a more news-oriented thing. Tucker's doing hardcore opinion about the elites that think they know better than us. And, you know, this he made some just hilarious points about Chaz or Chop in Seattle. By the way, uh, as we speak, there's been another death, two more shootings there, one dead, one critical, right. uh, to go with the other shootings that we've had. And this is what happens when you have no leadership. And for companies, these woke companies, 
to take their ads off of a show like Tucker Carlson, which is maybe, to me, one of the last three or four shows on Fox that are still worth anything. I think Ingram shows okay, Hannity shows okay, but I, but Tucker is a don't miss. He, he, his thinking is is original. It's it's, it's ori- far exactly. more original than the other people. Exactly. I mean, he's on a par with Victor Davis Hanson, which is which Luann Anderson put me on to. See, these are people here in the room that have had a, made me what I am. So blame them. Do not blame <laughs> my parents. Blame blame them. But these guys that have original thoughts, Rush Limbaugh. Tucker Carlson, Victor Davis Hanson, DeRoy Murdoch. Yes. Who yes. is just amazing. Walter Williams, Thomas Sowell, so, whose voice we miss so much right now. He's not dead, but he's retired. And three of those guys I just mentioned are black, and you can throw Larry Elder in there with that group as well. And these people, the woke companies, are trying to chase them off the air. Last night, um, Mark Levin's show he had Leo Terrell on in the first half hour and then uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West in the second half hour. Leo came out, and I mean, it, you know, we kind of laugh here. It's like, what has happened to Leo? Because he used to be so radical, adamant, militant. I mean, I used to worry that he was either going to pop a vein in his throat or in his head when he would come on with Hannity. But it always come on, and he would at least, I mean, he at least was a liberal who would come on and, and argue the points. Now, he is so frustrated about all of this, and he made a comment last night. He said, people need to, these corporations need to stop giving to Black Lives Matter. This isn't helping anything. This isn't helping anyone's economic plight. This isn't helping anyone's educational plight. All this is doing is going into these people's pockets for them to go out and further foment all of, all of our, you know, this, this unrest. And it reminds me of, remember Al Sharpton? He certainly did that same model with the um, with the Action Network. And who was his pre- precursor? Jesse Jackson with the Rainbow Coalition. And you talk about fake news, and you bring up Jack uh, uh, Sharpton. He started his career with a lie, the Tawana Brawley Absolutely. thing. I was in New York when that was going on back in the late 80s, and it was— I can remember sitting there re- watching the local news, and that was back when R- Rudy Giuliani was with the mob, so the news was telling you. And, um, yeah, it was just like, whoa, how does this even, how is this being taken seriously? And I mean, I was 30 years old at the time, yeah. and it was like, this ain't right. Well, it's like NUSCAR. I'm sorry, NASCAR. Um, that was apparently—John liked that one. That was apparently the second time in, in about a week because there was it was either Oakland or San Francisco, and I want to say Oakland because of the two. Oakland has the far more liberal mayor, and I yeah. think it was that woman mayor in Oakland. They found a noose in a park, a city park, and I believe it was Tucker that ran the back-to-back video. They, they got the guy who hung the noose. They found him. Well, he was a black guy, so... The mayor was going, we can't have nooses hung in city parks. This is terrible. This is racist. And then he just immediately cut to the other guy. He says, hey, um, we're working on these parks, and we're trying to build some swings, and we were going to put a swing. That's why that rope was up there. And he said, we were going to hang a swing from that rope. And he said, uh, I wouldn't call it a noose. He said, it was a swing. <laughs> and Tucker says, you cannot make this up. All right, so that's number two. 
because Jesse Smollett was number one. There were two. Uh, there were two other ones. Oh, it's, it's all the South, time. Southern California. Two men were hung, both black men. Now one of them has ended up being suicide. Mm-hmm. It was ruled suicide. I'm not sure where the second Jeffrey one Jeffrey Epstein is. did not kill him. Uh, did did he? Wait a minute. What's the old saying here? <laughs> he did or didn't? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know how Hillary got in there. I honestly don't. I drove by Fort Marcy Park the other day. <laughs> I don't know, speaking of suicides, I don't know that I believe that one either. Yeah. Um, but, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where you had the Jesse Smollett thing, and at first, you know, I thought, oh, well, maybe this happened as guy, white guys in MAGA hats. No, it was all fake. NASCAR was fake. The thing in... in uh, Oakland was simply a, a misunderstanding. A guys putting up swings for the children, and I guess NASCAR was a little loop you reached up and grabbed to pull the door down. Well, remember before we had garage door openers, you used to have those ropes. We are so quick to think that everything has a racial tie-in, and I, to me, in my life, everything does not have a racial tie-in. I don't get up in the morning thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm white. Who's gonna?" Who's going to attack me today because I'm white? Or what's going to go bad for me today because I'm white? And likewise, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, hey, look at me. I'm cool. I'm white. I got all kinds of privilege, and I'm going to go out and use it. Because when I went to Sam's earlier to buy groceries, they made me pay, just like anybody else. And I had to take my own groceries out. You know, and I wasn't happy about that. I wanted somebody to take them out for me. And somebody should have walked over and said, sir, can I pay for your groceries? So my white, woke. my white privilege is just not working for me right now. Well, isn't it a sad commentary that people are thinking black and white all the time about everything? I mean, that that's where we've come in this nation of ours. It's it's sad to me. And I don't think it's always been that way in our adult lifetimes. No. There was a guy who made a statement that uh, that uh, actually if if I took 3 political sentences or just short paragraphs out of my lifetime that I think are the finest statements I've ever heard. Two of them were uttered by by people who would have been associated with the Democratic Party. One of them was, ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you, JFK. If there's a more conservative line, I've never heard it. Another one was uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I love that. That's Ronald Reagan. That's one of the greatest speeches ever, and it changed history. The third one was a guy who said, I have a dream of a day when people will be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The man who said that, of course, was black. And there's a statue of him on the Washington Mall, and he, he was a human being, and he had his foibles too. He was a communist sympathizer. But I don't want to tear the statue down. I may get to that point, but I don't want to tear that statue down. But why did we lose sight of that? At what point can we say so-and-so is a bad person or a good person based on the content of that person's character? And if you do that, George Floyd doesn't come out real well. And if you do that, this guy in Atlanta doesn't come out too well. Jeffrey Epstein doesn't come out too well. Bill Clinton doesn't come out too well. And there's skeletons in my closet, too, that I just as soon keep buried. And, John, you know some of them, so be quiet. Do we have time? No, we probably don't. But John is absolutely right. We were, I thought, 
headed for a post-racial country when Barack Obama was elected. And Barack Obama, I think himself, had racial tendencies. He attended a church that was anti-Semitic and anti-white for 20-something years. He hated Christianity and was outspoken about his hatred of Christianity. Uh, and he did that on um, National Day of Prayer, which I thought was a, a, little, uh, a little untoward. And race relations got worse. He had an attorney, two black attorney generals who were both race-based, Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch, who met with Bill Clinton on a plane at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix and discussed things that they later both denied that they discussed. And now Joe Biden, who is arguably from the period where a lot of people were still racist, a lot of people that he worked with were racist, he did a eulogy at the racist of the Grand Kliegel of the KKK, Robert Byrd, who has something like 33, I believe, statues, portraits, uh, buildings named after him. And he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. So at some point, I don't, I don't even advocate tearing those down, but if they go after that statue in Belton, I may be there in my fighting clothes. I'm, I don't want that to happen. Couldn't agree with you more, Lynn. Um, what I don't think, we want to talk a little bit about the statue in Belton. What I don't think people really understand is why that statue is there in the very first place. And basically, I did a, a lot of research about Bell County during the war between the states. And Bell County voted to leave the Union as Texas voted on the whole to leave the Union and join the Confederacy. And what Bell County did was it responded to a call when the war came and northern soldiers invaded the south. Bell County answered that call. There were a little over a thousand men of military age in Bell County in 1861. And about 98% of those men voluntarily enlisted in the Confederate Army. Wow. I mean, you think about the turnout during World War II when so many men volunteered after Pearl Harbor, but I mean, it's phenomenal the percentage of service that, that men from Bell County uh, volunteered their services for the, for the Confederacy. And what that did to the camp, the sacrifice then that even those left at home, the, mainly the women, the sacrifice they were putting into this effort as well, just right. keeping things going. Right. Well, as the war played out, as you know, it lasted about four years, and only about 393 of those 1,100 or so men was able to return home. Wow. They died in battle. Disease took a lot of people during the Civil War. But uh, so a very, very small percentage overall returned. Okay, also, Bell County was under union... Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. 
They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Occupation, Texas was divided into military zones, so life was tough. Uh, But, you know, Texas was a little more fortunate than some of the other southern states that didn't that had their towns destroyed and factories destroyed. We, we didn't experience that here in central Texas, but life was still not easy. So what happened was around the 50th anniversary of the end of the war, there's a group of, I call them the little old ladies of Belton, and they are a chapter of the United Daughters of the Confederacy. And what these little old ladies wanted to do, and I, I mean that with respect, not to, disparaging them whatsoever. But what they wanted to do was to remember their fathers, their brothers, their husbands, their, their uncles, their nephews, these men who went to war, and many of them did not return, at least did not return alive. Some of them came home uh, in coffins. So they decided they would like to erect a generic statue to the Confederate soldier of the men who served from Bell County. They were able to find a company that would erect this statue for $2,500. Well, $2,500 in the early 1900s was a substantial sum of money. So they had bake sales. They had all kind of efforts to raise this fund, and they went out to the community to do it. Well, because of the sacrifice of these men who served the Confederacy, they served their nation is what they were doing, uh, they were able to raise this money, and they were able to have this statue honoring Bell County men for their service in the military erected uh, on the courthouse square. It is not a statue of any one specific Confederate soldier. It is a generic statue that represents the men who went uh, who left Bell County and went and served in the Confederate military. And that's the statue we have on the courthouse today. And yet I have a friend, I won't mention a name, but you both know her, who told me a few days ago that that statue was erected for the specific purpose of when blacks walked by, they could look up at that statue and know that they were still being subjugated. And so some people still look at it that way. I look at it that that statue is a work of art. That statue is an artifact. It is a, it is a historical piece, and it must be preserved. And I don't think we should move them indoors. I think we should leave them where they are. I was going to ask you, you guys what you think the solution to this is. And I'll have, I have two, two possibilities. Uh, one is, instead of taking down statues... Why don't we have a, a congressional act or an act in the 50 state capitals to designate some money? I know we don't have any right now in, in government, but some money, and let's erect some new statues. Instead of erasing history, let's add to history. Let's put a Harriet Tubman, a Frederick Douglass, a Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver. Um, let's put Roscoe Harrison, I think, is a, is a great guy, and I was hoping they'd name the new high school after him. But they had to get the word Belton in there, and so they did that. But instead of erasing history, why don't we add to history 
and let's have statues of famous abolitionists. Let's have a memorial to the Underground Railroad, for example. Well, and some of those things already do exist, but now Correct. they're all being, because there's such a lack of education. And I mean, and I, I, it's, it's sounds ignorance. harsh, I was going to say. It's that, ignorance it's, in the true meaning of the word ignorance. Yes, yes, absolutely it is. But the other thing that, that I'm going to suggest, and you guys are going to shoot me down for this, I'm sure, but I just think we're almost going to have to designate states. And, you know, if is red or blue. And if you want this type of government, you can move to Washington State or Illinois or New York State. And I don't know what that does with Texas because we're, we're a conservative state, but we've got Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and Austin that are far, far left cities. Fort Worth's not quite as far gone, although it has the most liberal school district in the state by far. But... Our big cities, with the exception of Fort Worth, are lost to liberalism and to this type of thinking. So people do tend to congregate with people they agree with. And I don't want to have to move. Uh, the Lady of Logic and I were discussing that. Where do we go? Canada's liberal. Australia's probably not where we want to go. Uh, England's is, is being has been overrun with a, a, a religious faith that I disagree with. I don't want to live there. So there's really nowhere to go. So if you guys have any solutions to this, I'd like to hear them. The other thing I would say is we do need to eliminate the bad cops. I don't have any problem with no. that. Let's eliminate the bad cops. But I, I, I saw Tucker put something up the other day. It was a video, uh, audio, I guess, with a video with, with the words popping up as the video captioning. spoke. Yeah, captioning. And it was a 911 call. And he said, can you... Help me! I'm at the corner of such and such and, and, and such and such, and there are there are Black Lives Matters people. They're crawling on my car. They're beating on the window. I have a little girl in the back seat, and she's terrified. Nine one one lady says, "Ma'am, that's inside the zone. We've been told not to respond there tonight till after the, the because of the protest. But they're trying to. They may be trying to kill me. I'm afraid for my life. Can you please send somebody, ma'am?" You're going to need to get with City Hall and talk to your elected officials about that. She says, they're attacking me now. My little girl is terrified. And it goes back to Tucker, and he's shaking his head. Yeah, and if that woman all of a sudden put her car in drive and gunned it and ran over some of those people, they're going to be suing her and doing everything they can to destroy her life. I agree with the ignorance thing, and I do think that like what John just gave, that context, I didn't know a lot of that about Bell County. I remember parts of it before, but to think about the context of that and what what that effort meant to those who went off to war and those who stayed and those 300 and whatever men who came back and had to rebuild, I mean, there's just so much to that, and I believe that when those ladies built that statue, they had a certain goal for it to be remembered or whatever. Now, some of those statues probably were built by people who did have less noble thoughts in mind when they advocated building those statues. But that doesn't mean we have to look at them the same way today when the Jewish population, when they want to go and erect different monuments, different semblances to remember the Holocaust. Are they celebrating the Holocaust? Hell no! <laughs> but do they want to make sure that that horrible, horrible period of time is never, ever, ever forgotten? And the fact that it happened such a short 
time ago should send chills through all of us. It's not there to celebrate. It's there to be a reminder. And why can't these statues be a reminder that this is another place we don't want to go back to? I like a quote. I love quotes, as you might have noticed. Shelby Foote said, If you want to hide from history, that's your prerogative. But don't try to hide history from me. I think that says a lot right there. And Lynn, I would agree. I don't see any problem in adding to statues whatsoever. For those that are worthy of, of a statue, then have them erected. But don't take statues that meant something. Can you imagine what that statue meant to those the, the families here in Bell County in, in 1916 when it was dedicated. The whole town of Belton came out for the dedication ceremony. They had a parade from 6th Street all the way down to the courthouse for the unveiling. The president of Mary Harden Baylor gave a rousing speech. There were bands. There were choirs. That's the type of celebration they had when this statue was able to be dedicated. Well, I'm just thinking the chances of there being a Lynn Woolley statue or a John Perry statue are pretty well gone. Lou Ann probably has the best chance of the three of us. I don't know. I'm, I'd vote for that, too. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. But you know what, guys? We have been going at this for a while, so why don't we kind of wrap it up, go around the table again, and just kind of have... Any final thoughts as we wind this down? All right, I'll just start by saying I think there's a solution to this if we could talk about it and we could have free and open speech, but that's not where we're going. So I don't know. I think we may be looking at a situation where on November 6th, is that right, uh, we'll settle this. If Joe Biden is elected and we get somebody like Kamala Harris or Susan Rice as vice president, and those are the two leaders right now. There, it will be a woman of color, which is a new term I learned in the last couple of years. Um, then, and and the and the left takes the Senate. Then, people who believe as we do in the Constitution, in the Declaration, in the whole idea of Martin Luther King's content of character over color of skin, we're going to be on the outside looking in. And BLM will never stand for babies' lives matter. It will always stand for black lives matter. And I don't know what to do because there's no kind. I, I would leave the United States, but there's nowhere to go. So we're just going to have problem. to try to be a resistance. If Donald Trump is reelected, we will have riots all over the country the night of the election. There will be riots all over the country. Bring them on. That's better than, than Joe Biden. Well, Lynn, I hope you're wrong about the riots when uh, President Trump is reelected. Uh, I, I would like to close, basically, if you'll allow me one more quote. <laughs> Golder Meir, she said, and this, to me, it just wraps it all up. One cannot and must not try to erase the past merely because it does not fit the present. And in fact that probably that past is more important to remember than what does fit in with your narrative. Yeah. The things that challenge you are the things that we probably should keep most in mind, again, to make sure we don't yeah. go back to those dark you, times. You learn from your history. Yeah, yeah, and your mistakes. And a lot of history reveals a, a whole lot of lot mistakes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Well, and I will just say that one of the things that really just so saddens me right now is seeing that we now have a new resurged effort to rename John Wayne Airport. Mm -hmm. The last time this came up was a couple of years ago, and during that time I went and I printed out that Playboy interview, from, which a lot of his comments are, are based, and there was stuff in there that, I mean, I can remember reading it ironically on a plane going out to L.A., and I can remember reading some things that was like, oh, wow, that wouldn't go over today. I can remember reading things that I busted out laughing. I remember reading things, and I thought, you know, I never realized that this man really was an intellect, and some of his thinking was so far ahead of his time, and Anyway, well, that'll be the day. So as all of this is coming up, I actually yesterday went back and pulled out my copy of that article that I went through and marked up. And later this week, I'm planning on doing a podcast to just go through and talk about that article, read some of the excerpts from it so that when people, I mean, it's a long, long article and there's not many people that are going to go and it's not all so easy to find. A lot of people aren't going to go through there and they're going to hear bits and pieces. And so that's one of the things that I want to do is kind of my little education of anyone who's interested. I want to go through and tell the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the profound, and go through all that so that, because I think that when you can see that in an individual case, I would hope that that would also make the point that don't be so quick to judge that there aren't other of these different artifacts and things we're looking at that don't also have two sides to the story. But he died in the 70s, which, as John mentioned earlier, even then, that was a different time. There weren't 58 genders then. Exactly. As there are now. That was an ABC count. I'm not kidding. That was an ABC count of how many genders there are. And John Wayne was looking at things from, he, he was a man. He was a real man on screen and off. Yes, yeah. So, and he was unapologetic about his love right. for this country, as was Red Skelton. Right. Yes. So anyway, that's kind of what's up on, on my radar. But anyway, I am so glad we got together today. We missed Con never made it here, and so I, I hate that that happened, but I know we'll, pit, we'll catch up with him later. And meanwhile, thank you to both of you for coming, and it's been a fun time here on Political Pursuits, the panel. I'm Lou Ann Anderson along with Lynn Woolley, John C. Perry, and we will see you guys next time. Meanwhile, stay safe, stay smart. America's best days are ahead. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.